The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to 10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself. And not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we're not on it, we're about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 400 videos on our channel. Do you want to learn real estate? We got that. Do you want cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Sebi? We got that. Travel and lifestyle vlogs, got it. Makeup and hair growth tutorials, got it. Basketball, got it. Turo, got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that don't make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N, okay? The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you already do every day. We made different playlists for all the things we're into and... You can find all of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter three, page 121, okay? This podcast has four different segments. We have the life update, episode playback, Donovan's questions, and the topic of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's day is July 12th. It's a Tuesday. 5 37 p.m a little late but you know still on tuesday so that's in the right direction uh for all the people that are new to the podcast all right before we start off any of the topics or any of the segments or anything like that we start off with a screen time check okay and the reason why i do a screen time check okay i want to be a billionaire not one not two not three not four but ten so I always say if I am not taking advantage of my phone, then my phone is taking advantage of me. So let's see uh, who won the, the war or the battle last week. I don't know. I feel like I did better last week. I feel like I might have. No, no, no. You be, you're, 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 your screen time be crazy. You be on the phone for crazy amounts of time. All right. So, okay. All right. Last week was better. Last week was better. Okay. So. Last week, I was on my phone for an average of eight hours and 57 minutes per day, okay? Now, the week before that, it was nine hours and two minutes, okay? So, we going in the right direction. The day I used my phone the most was on Friday when we went to Philadelphia. So, that was 12 hours and two minutes, for the whole week, my most used app was YouTube, as y'all probably could already guessed, which was for 24 hours and 45 minutes, which is about, honestly, no, three hours, yeah, about three hours a day, a little over three hours a day. Um, 
then it was Instagram for 11 hours, and then it was Google Maps for five. So, I mean, I feel like that's not too crazy. My pickups were, were higher than normal, though, uh, for 110 per day. And my first use app after pickup was YouTube. I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't um, like ADT, because I'd be on there like it's crack. Staring at the house, like in the ring app, like damn, hope nobody broke into the house. But last night, bro, I thought, man, listen, yeah. All right, so baby girl what do you have for your screen time this week my average is up from last week. of course listen 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 you have yes. an addiction seven hours and oh, seven hours damn Melissa. right right gotta get more like me so crazy like it's that damn tiktok that tactic what that could be doing now crazy um so my most used app was instagram at 10 hours and 17 minutes then my second most used, used app was Google Maps for 10 hours and then TikTok for seven hours. So it seems like for two and a half hours every day, I'm on social media. Mm -hmm. um, and then mm. I had 136 pickups. And yeah, that's pretty much it. See this? Oh, oh, mm -hmm. oh number four mm -hmm. is Webtoon. Oh, at yeah. five hours and 40 minutes I wonder if Sarah watches webtoons, reads webtoons huh? I, feel like, I feel like she would if she reads Sarah if she reads oh. webtoons <laughs> typically two out of my top three are social media apps and then everything else like regular phone apps like phone messages stuff like that mm -hmm. so I'm kind of surprised that webtoon is up there at number four this week mm. yeah um alright bruh bruh this week has been a crazy a crazy week um i'm talking about like i was excited for this podcast just because this week was so crazy um and i honestly don't even know where to start with for the week but uh it probably it probably will be in the title um i have a screen recording not screen recording well it's a video recording of me talking to my contractor I'm gonna put it at the end of the video. It's probably like 30 minutes long to maybe like 35. I'm not sure. I feel like you should put it in this own video. Nah, I'm not doing that. This is only for the people who are down with the Bamboo Project. They're gonna, they, they'll know. They'll, they're gonna be like, oh shit! Like, did you listen to the podcast? They'll know. Um, let's see. Because what's gonna happen is the people that don't rock with the podcast, they're gonna be like, oh, it looked mad long. Why it say it's so long? People that rock with it are gonna be like, you have a video with the contractor? Oh, I gotta, I gotta listen to this. That's so. That's why I'm like, the real ones, the real ones be, they be down. All right. So the video that I have with the contractor is 36 minutes long, and it'll be at the end of the podcast. Uh, so you can either go listen to that and come back, or you can listen to the podcast and then listen to that. It's up to you. However you want to do it. Um, I guess I'll give you my take on it we're gonna start with the house update that's gonna be the first thing we do over this crazy entire week so one thing i always say too about the podcast right it's like i feel like each day be so crazy and then i want to say something on the podcast about it but then the next day it changes to something else so or like the problem gets solved or something like that so pretty much the house again is super 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 close to being done like super duper extra closer than it's been ever right and by this point i really mean like 
we could probably stage it right now. It just wouldn't be a clean stage. Like you could live in the house right now. Like you could, if you were, if you were a rental, like you were a renter, you would move into the house right now and be like, you know what? If I get hot, if I get like a discount on my rent price, I'm moving right now. Like that's how ready it is to move in. Like, so I'm going to give you an update of what we finally have got completed over the last week. We have the HVAC has been installed. All right. I know y'all know how expensive that was. We got it installed because of the phone call that will be at the end of this podcast. So that is kind of how we ended up getting that installed. Um, the electric panel, bro. Like I said, I'm telling you, every time it be something new all the time. Electric panel was finished and installed. Concrete in the back is finished and installed. The rain leader for the side of the house is finished and installed. The bathroom lights come on. The exposed brick has been done. The fridge is in the house. The microwave is in the house. The range is in the house. The faucet is on top of the sink in the kitchen. The counters are oiled. Uh what else what else what else what else what else the dehumidifiers in the basement okay uh outlet covers are put in the house the garbage disposal has been uh put in this all happened from last week to this week to today okay and today is tuesday right so that's been that's what's been going on for the whole week in terms of the house in terms of what's actually getting done so at this point what's left of the house in my opinion is just cleanup and by cleanup i mean like maybe spraying the toilets, cleaning the toilets from whatever type of dust or, or dirt is in the house that kind of got on there. Same thing with the tub, sweeping the floor, getting the paint off the floor, that kind of thing, right? Before today, the plan was for me, Melissa, uh, my mom, my sister, and the family friend who's a contractor to go to the house and finish the house ourselves. That was a plan from last week because to me, I'm like, the house should be finished. Like, I don't see a reason why the house should not be finished yet. We were going to go and do probably the majority of the things I just named that were finished. So we were going to go. We were going to do the cleanup in the backyard, which is a bunch of dirt and cement. I'll put that picture of that or video up of that. Um, we were going to do the cleaning. So here's one of the problems we ran into during the week, right? One of the problems was that the exposed brick, I guess I had to get, this is my assumption of what it's called. I think it's polyurethane was put on the exposed brick to make it uh, like waterproof or whatever. Uh, it kind of changed the color of it a little bit, made it darker. I'm not a fan of it that much, but you know, whatever. The guy who installed that, he did not use painter's tape when he put up this plastic around the, the, the wall, right? Like, so let's say he was working on the wall. He would put up a plastic behind him. I guess he was trying to prevent whatever material or substance he was using on the wall from getting around the rest of the house. I can't necessarily say he succeeded because that substance is in the bathroom on the first floor on the toilet and somewhat in the on the counter. Right. For the plastic that he used, he had the tape or the plastic on the wall with tape, but it wasn't painter's tape. So now he peeled off the paint from the ceiling. So that has to be repainted, right? Not a lot, but it's just kind of one of those, if you were a home buyer, you would notice like, hey, why is there paint not on this part of the wall, right? Also, now there's a discoloration on the ceiling between where the paint was at and then also where the, the uh, plastic wasn't. So if you look on the ceiling, I'll put a picture up of that too. You can see like it's darker, on one side and lighter on the other. It's kind of problematic. 
also on the door some of that material or substance was also on the door that was something we were going to take care of as the week progressed more and more things started getting done so like i said the contractor friend of the family he was going to put the faucet in for us he was going to do the electric work um and i was going to clean out the back out of all the the concrete cement whatever was back there so at this point the only thing that we have left to do is clean up paint the ceiling like touch it up with the paint and clean the bathroom and the floor of the paint like that's really that's really mostly it that i can think of the other large issue that we have or it could be large i'm not sure this drywall wall downstairs i'll show a video of that too it has mold on it um and we haven't really figured out the best way to tackle it uh different suggestions have been knock it down put up a new drywall there um just paint it and leave it like that uh i had a conversation with my uncle today and he said to use something called kills k-i-l-z um something from home depot i think or lowe's that you could spray it on the wall and it kind of looks like paint but it also kills the bacteria and the mold and the mildew so he was saying that if we use that we don't really have to paint over it because it's a basement wall that nobody really is looking at for cosmetics you know it doesn't have that kind of value to it it's just a wall so he said we could just spray that on there so I'm like, okay we're gonna look into doing that um so on saturday we're going down there unless those things get done before we get there but like i said the house is i i believe that we can have the house listed next week so shout out to maxine oh bro before i even continue because i was i maxine the goat okay she saw the last podcast like listen I'm not gonna have you down bad like this. Like I'm at, which I got you, right? She sent us $500. So we, so shout out to her. Cause that's, we're gonna use that for food and groceries. Uh, Melissa actually went today to get shopping. We got uh, the cat litter, we got food and we got gas for the car so far. So we still have money left over for that. And we're gonna use that to go into, I'll talk about later how we're gonna try and make some money going forward. Um, but like I said, shout out to her. So I'll bring it up before that. What? So say thank you. Oh, Melissa want to say thank you too. So, okay, what I was gonna say was, she had commented, I think, on the last podcast, the one before that, and she had said something about like having the one of the videos say, uh, "House finally listed." So I'm like, I think that's a great title for the video, and I'm hoping that the next podcast, not this one, so probably episode 122, that will be we finally listed the house. Like the house is finally on the market for sale. Like we're hoping that that is could be our title because i really believe that next week the house can be staged and ready to go like i really in my heart i believe that um everybody that has i mean yeah yeah i i, I believe that that's what I, that's what i'm hoping that's what i want is by next week the house could be staged and ready to go on the market I'm, I'm just, I had a lot of emotions this week. A lot of different emotions I've had this week. A lot of ups and this is a crazy week. So the house is close to being done. Now, the convo with my contractor, okay? I'm gonna touch on it briefly um, and kind of just give my thoughts on that convo because it probably happened like maybe Wednesday of last week. So maybe almost a week ago, right? Uh, multiple people, uh, a lot a lot of people tell me I should black on my contractor, right? 
they say that I should fire him and that I should, you know, um, you know, press him more about the situation. And I agree that he has definitely had a very lackadaisical approach to the job for multiple reasons. One, my lack of experience. I also think that because he was not getting paid in a timely fashion, that leads to being de-incentivized to get the job done quicker. Um, but with that being said, I still think that there should be more pressure on him, especially now that we paid. So at the time that we had this conversation, the HVAC was not done. And in my head, that was the biggest thing we needed to get done because it cost so much money. It cost uh, maybe like 6000 or 8000 something to that effect. And the problem was like, hey... We don't have that money from anywhere to get that done. Like we don't have it in our back pocket. We don't have it in any account. We don't have it from the lender to give to us. So it was comes down to how can we get this thing done, right? Now, here's something that I guess I would say is part of my personality trait. Um, I've said this before on a podcast a long time ago, probably not much of recent. I don't think it has to come up as much, but my natural instinct is to cut people off like like my natural i don't know something's bothering my nose my natural instinct is to just go i just don't want to deal with this person anymore right um so that will be that will be in the category of firing him but then i have to ask myself okay is firing him the best thing to do because if I were to fire him, which people have suggested multiple times, like multiple people have said to fire him, we don't have the money to hire somebody else, right? So firing him is a black and white situation. We don't have the money to fire him and hire somebody else. So it's a black and white situation. We fire him or we don't fire him, right? From that perspective of other people. So I realize that it's more of a gray area is how much do I lean on him to get the thing done as opposed to letting him go completely or not doing anything at all just let him do whatever he wants and it's a kind of a balancing act or a, a dichotomy to be managed my favorite phrase a dichotomy to be managed because it's like okay you have to lean some but not too much you don't want to not lean at all because things won't get done and that's kind of how i have to be an approaching situation and i feel like we are at a point now where i have more wait to lean and ask for more things and push for more things based on our time and how much money we've already spent so during that conversation right uh for me this is one of my things that i always say is i don't know what to call it i don't want to call it like a weakness or a kryptonite i guess my i would say a soft spot is probably what i would say i never want to appear to be a bully right that's not my intention and it's odd because if i'm talking in a regular tone it's very common in my life people to say to me donovan you sound so cold and you sound so psychopathic and you sound like you don't care about anybody or anything like that right um you, you sound so rude it's different different, thing, different things like that and if i'm just talking in a regular tone that's what happens so i'm like okay well if i'm not trying to give that off then i need to make sure that i had this in check because that's not what i'm trying to do so I'm very conscious of situations like that. So I'm always like, okay, if I'm talking to somebody and then they feel defensive about something. I'm like, okay, why do they feel defensive? So I'm like, maybe I said something I wasn't trying to say, or maybe I, you know, wasn't reading the situation properly. 
So during a convo with him, that came up where I'm like, listen, we need the house to get done. I need to know what day is going to be finished. I need to know the times. You know, you told me you were in on vacation. I don't really care. It's not my business. I, I just need communication, right? Things like that. So throughout the conversation, maybe one, two or three times, he made certain comments, which I found to be somewhat odd in the context of what we were talking about. I understand it from an overview, but on that level, it's, it, it seems strange to me. One of the things he had said to me was, you think you're a big man, huh? Now, the reason why that's weird to me is because I'm not trying to have a I'm not even trying to press you like that. Like I'm trying to have an actual conversation about this is what I expect to be done. So now it's kind of getting into one of those type of pissing contests or quote alpha male situations. And I really don't like situations like that because to me, it all seems very fake, right? I, I really have an aversion for posturing. And I feel a situation like that are posturing because if I come to you and I say, hey, why is the roof not painted? And you go, oh, you think you're big and bad, huh? And it's kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you, what do you, what, what? Like, I'm confused. That happened maybe two to three times during the call, the phone call. And each time it happened, I'm just kind of like, what are you talking about? Like that, we're, I'm, I, th- we're talking about A and you telling me about B. And what happens is it. It comes from, I believe, how they perceive what I'm saying or the energy they feel like I'm giving off to them. And I know that I'm not giving off that energy, like in terms of that's not my intention. And I know there's another level for me to go to. So that's not me like, okay, we're going. This is what we're about to do. So those things are odd to me when that happens. Now, in this conversation, right, I find it to be very ironic because as I've said on the podcast before, uh, some of my background history comes from learning the art of pickup. And during that process, there was a lot of cold calling of girls, right? So whether it be on Tinder, I remember we used to have a, a, a little game with me and my friends. We would just call other girls and other person's phone and pretend to be someone else and just try to, you know, pillow talk on the phone and whatnot, right? But in that process, there would be situations where they called um, like shit test, right? And they kind of talk to you about how to handle shit tests. And as I was talking to him, I felt the same energy from me in those kind of situations. And what, what I mean by that is it was getting to a point where I felt like I was talking to the girls I was trying to have sex with when I was younger. So the same tone that I was having and he was reciprocating the same energy that they would have. So it was very strange to me, right? Because as an adult, I'm 28. I don't know how old he is. I think he's older than me. For our conversation to revert to this immature, childlike discussion, it's just, just, it always throws me for a loop because I assume the person I'm talking to in a business setting is mature to be able to have an actual conversation like that. Um, and it, it never ceases to surprise me how I think Joe Rogan said this before that everybody's still a child. Like nobody ever really grows up. 
um if it may be very like very very few people actually ever become what people consider to be an adult so when i have these convos and they revert back to that i'm always just kind of shocked so during that convo it ended off by us coming to the conclusion that okay uh he's gonna get the hvac done he's gonna pay for out of his own pocket and i will give him what i can from the lender whatever is left and whatever we have left from the draw from the lender we put on the back end of the house so whenever we sell the house that money will go to him right that's how we have it set up right now so to me that's the best case scenario um in that situation the worst thing that could happen would be i pay him money which is probably i told him between three and five thousand i pay him that and then he decides to not work anymore to me that isn't that big of a problem because personally i feel like we went there on friday and on sunday and i feel like what's left in the house we can do ourselves. and i don't have a problem doing it myself because i just want the house to be done i don't i don't if i put some some work in myself to get it to the finish line that's cool with me it's a little bit harder to do when it's things that i have never done like installing an electric panel or putting on a rain leader a rain leader where i might need a ladder to get up on top of the roof or maybe i could probably put a faucet in but i definitely can't connect a garbage disposal like those things i can't do um so it's easier now where we are at an hvac i can definitely not put an hvac afford to do it or do it with the knowledge of know how to do it so i'll go okay we're at a point now where i feel comfortable enough that i can get the job done myself with the help of my family obviously and friend um so that's where we're at with the house all right so like i said i'm hoping episode 122 is uh we finally listed the house i'm hoping that's what it says and i guess if you have me on instagram and melissa on instagram we'll probably we'll probably be going to the house this weekend for sure and then next week so hopefully that would be cool if it's stage we'll definitely have footage of it like video of the stage on our instagram like that's gonna be like I'm gonna sit on the couch and just not. I'm gonna sit on the couch for a minute and just be like, "Wow, this is this is amazing." Um, so that's update on the house. A uh, little bit more house stuff. Just things that I thought was strange. We were at the house and we met an electrician who was black. Okay, the only black guy we ever met at this whole situation. And he kind of put us on a game about the house. So he was telling us that a lot of the electric panel, if any of it at all, is not even finished. And he was saying, I don't even know how you pass inspection. I don't know why my nose is acting like this. I don't know how you pass inspection like this because this is not finished. And the only reason he figured that out, if people don't know about electricity and how it works, is a little quick one-on-one tip on it. Electricity, somewhat like water, is going to always go to or push through the weakest point, right? The path of least resistance. And for houses, that is the H, the, um, the electric panel, the switch, the breaker. You ever see a little gray box where you switch the thing back and forth? If you ever have a situation where your house has like an overcurrent or something like that and it's too high, it'll the brick will switch off automatically so the power gets shut off to it and it just subsides, right? So he was trying to test something on the second floor, but he didn't want to go back downstairs to trip the breaker, to flick it himself. So he was going to try and um, trip it from upstairs, right? 
He said it didn't happen. So that means that if the house had any type of electrical issue, there was no breakers put in place to stop the house from catching on fire, honestly. Um, and we've been running electricity throughout the house for multiple different things. We don't have a meter in the house. We don't have, uh, we, we had a lot of things in the house. Like they've been using lights, they're using tools and stuff like that. So at any point, if that had came in, if something bad had happened, there would have been no safety precautions for that. So he put us onto that. We got a dehumidifier, okay? And bruh, when I tell you we left it there on Sunday, Sunday night at like eight o'clock, by the next day, it was completely filled up. Like it was filled up to the brim. The agent was like, yeah, I gotta pour this bucket out. She poured it out, putting it back on. The next day, electrician comes in. He, yo, yeah, that bucket is filled up again. I'm be like, damn, that's crazy. That's how much water is in the basement. According to the dehumidifier, it's like a 80 or 89% humidity in the basement. And we need to find a way to make sure that that stuff gets pushed out of the house and kept on all day. The electrician told me something very interesting. He said that the contractor did not ask him to do certain things for the house. So he would say, for example, hey, can you come to the house and put on this uh, 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 outlet on the wall? Or can you put this outlet cover on the wall? So he'd come to the house and he said to me, like I came in here and I just saw a lot of other things that weren't done that he didn't ask me to do. So now that kind of raises the question, why would he not ask you to do those things? He also told me that he is not the the electrician who put the stuff in the house. So someone else was at the house, wired the whole house, and they decided, I don't want to finish the house. Very similar, as y'all remember, with the ductwork. The guy was like, yo, I don't want to finish it, whatever the case might be. And my contractor was like, well, he don't want to finish it, and I got to pay because he don't want to finish it. So I'm not really sure why that's happening. I have a couple of theories. Uh, one is that he's not paying them. So he's asking them for work to do up front. They finish it and they go, hey, I did 80% of the work. Let me get the money. And he doesn't get paid them. And they go, you know what? Forget it. I'll just forget it, bro. I don't even want the money. Like, forget it. That's what I'm thinking. Um, they'd be crazy. Put a lien on the house. And we didn't even know uh, the contract. Like, if anybody put a lien on the house for work. So, like, we would pay him, right? And then there would be a lien on the house for work that was not paid for. So that's interesting, but we already have the other liens there anyway. So either way, we will get paid first. Um, so the last thing with the house is it being listed. Okay, so we don't have a solution for the water in the basement that we can afford to do. So we've been trying to figure out how we're going to go about taking care of this. Now, as I said earlier, we had different situations, different solutions. I was thinking about knocking the wall down. Melissa said, keep it and paint over it. Uh, my uncle said, spray that thing on it. So I said, you know what? I want to know how much this water issue will affect the value of the house. We figured, okay, the best solution is to talk to the agent to figure out what the value of the house would be, right? So we talked to one of them, one of the broker and there's an agent under her about how they've dealt with this in the past. The first one said it's not that big of an issue because she has seen it's very common for water to be in the basement of Philadelphia houses. And how she told us she would kind of sell it made me feel comfortable. 
the second one we talked to, I didn't feel the same way. She kind of was like, yeah, this is really bad. You know, people are going to really want a discount. And, you know, it's not really what, what, what are you guys going to do to fix it? And for me, I know that real estate, especially being an agent, comes down to how you sell something. So you can have the same problem with two different people and how they sell it is who probably will get that deal. So the first person I talked to was kind of like, listen, we'll tell them that, hey, it's very common in Philly in the water in the basement. This is what happens. And the rest of the house is so nice. You can use the basement as an elevated storage unit or elevated storage place and you'll be fine. Right. That sounds good to me. Like, okay, the rest of the house is very nice. It's up and coming as an investment. I can make money from this going forward. If I want to get a loan on my house, I'm not going to be in the basement that much anyway. So why can't I, you know, this is, I like, it makes sense. The other person was more like, yeah, guys, I don't really know. It is going to be a problem with the basement and the people who are there. I don't really know what are you guys going to do. It's going to absolutely take the value down to your house. And I'm like, if you are thinking like that right now, that means that you are not going to sell this house very well when it comes time to sell it. So that's something I had a problem with. Now, uh, the last thing I want to do for this, I wanted to go over some comps in the area real quick. Shout out to my guy, Rick in California. He was talking, he found a comp out there. He's like, yo, I think your house looks really good. He sent me a comp and he was like, yo, your house looks way better than theirs. I'm like, I'm like, yo, shout out to you, bro. We got 1527 North Newkirk. Okay. This is how it looks. It's it's actually on the market for for rent for twenty two hundred, which is super low. Um, let's see when did they buy it. It was sold June twenty first for two seventy five, and they're renting it out. That's crazy. That means an investor bought it at two seventy five. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, okay. So that one is 275, three and a half, one barrel. I'm sure you got a pictures and y'all can see if it looks better than our house. Okay, going through this real quick. What kind of stairs they got? Old stairs. Um, it's nice, nice, looks nice. I don't like how the kitchen and the, they had a satellite dish on the front. I don't like how there's different, um, or oh, the basement is finished. Hmm, interesting. I can't tell if this, like what this is, it's like a rental? I don't know what they did here it's like a short-term rental okay so that's one there's four of them the other one is 298 okay let's look at these pictures for this one oh yeah if y'all on if y'all listen to this i apologize y'all probably can't see the video on the screen of the other houses so this one is 298 go through all these pictures y'all can see the pictures Okay. And the basement is unfinished in this one, and they got 298 for it. Okay. So now this is another one. Let's see, 305. Let me get closer. 305. 1504 North 28th Street. Let's see what this one looks like. Looks nice, looks nice. Nice pictures. Okay, I like, the, I like the wall in the back. Our kitchen is better than theirs. Their basement looks to be somewhat finished. I don't know, why it looks so long? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What y'all thinking? Y'all liking, the, y'all liking their, their, their bathrooms, their bedrooms? So ours is not staged yet, so you know, hopefully I can see that next week. 
and that's all in that's their backyard all right now the last thing i'm gonna do is show i keep saying the last thing i'm gonna do uh this should be the last thing i'm gonna do i want to see the for sale so any for sale in the last six months why is it why don't we say i feel like there's more things oh let me zoom out okay so right now for sale there are four houses for sale in the area right 300k been on the market for how many days <clears throat> 60 days this is their house i'll show it like this this is their pictures if you want you can pause it to look at the house i don't want to spend too much time on this part specifically um and y'all could tell me which one y'all think y'all like the most so this is 299 they had a price cut on the market for a little bit nobody's buying it so now this one's 285 right they had a 10k price cut when did they do that price cut that price cut was june 30th june 30th yeah and i don't think an investor bought this it seems like someone's already living in here it seems like so that's not a brand it only has two beds um let's see yeah so ours would probably be at the top maybe one of the better houses in the area for sure so I said, y'all can tell me what y'all think. If y'all think we could get 295 and up, you think we're gonna go down? If so, how much? All right, so that is the house update for y'all. Now, as far as getting money, okay? I was this close. My fingers are like super close together to making $28,000 on four wholesale deals. Okay, this close, like it was in my fingers. I was so happy. I felt like I might tear up. Like I don't, I can't say a time I've been that happy that I felt like I was gonna tear up. Maybe the Airbnb, but I don't know if I was that happy yet because I think I was just excited. But this was like, finally we caught a break. So I talked about this before, how there was a guy who had watched the podcast and he had got some land under contract in North Carolina. He lives in Arizona. So he was like, hey, if you know anybody out there, we could do like a JV deal and it's 50-50 split. Uh, if y'all don't know what this is, it's called wholesaling. How it works is I see a house that somebody has. I say, hey, can I buy it from you at 300000 They go, okay, sure. I go to Tom down the street. I say, hey, Tom, do you want to buy this house for three fifty? Tom goes, sure. It's a good deal. I keep 50000 Tom gets for 350, the other guy gets 300. I keep the money in the middle, obviously, right? That's the basic level of wholesaling. So, he brought this house to me, brought his land to me, and I said, okay, you know what? I think I have some family down there. Let me call up and see if we can set something up. The family that I called was very slow to get back to me. We had talked, he kept telling me he was gonna go to the property and look at it. He said he was gonna buy it. He just never got out there, never looked at it, and he wasn't responding to me. I would call, no answer, I would text, no answer, just, but I would have to wait a day or two to get a response back. So I was kind of like, you know what? It seemed like it's probably dead. Um, I'm not really sure what else to do with it. I was going to just talk, throw it to him. It didn't really work out like that. So last week, he texted me and says, hey, my son does wholesaling. Um, you know, he said he's currently not the son, the father. Like, hey, I'm busy right now building five different new construction homes. 
I said, okay. Uh, I call his son. His son and I talked for a little bit. He said, all right, I'm going to ask, ask around if I have any buyers I want to buy that. I said, okay, cool. So he hits me back and he's like, yo, I got somebody. I got a buyer who wants to buy all four plots of land. And here's the numbers for the land deal. Okay. It would be the guy who has it under contract has it under contract for 28,000 each. Right. So that's 30 times four. That's 120 minus eight. So that's what? 112. So I said, okay, cool. I brought it to the buyer. I said, hey, I have this land for for uh 42k each. He said, cool. He brought it to his man, told his man's 45k each. So he would make 3k per deal, which would be 12k for him. Me and the other guy would make 14. We would split down the middle each. So it would be 7k per each plot of land. That would be 28,000 for each plot of land. And I was just like, yo, this is gonna be amazing. Like he already has a buyer, wants to close in two weeks. I could my, when I tell you I was so excited, I was like, yo, this is so crazy. Like we really like we got to have income. Like this is this is a large sum of money that we need of all time right now. I'm like, this is insane. So now, as any bamboo project effect would go, the guy who has a property in the contract is not responding to the emails. And I'm like, yo bro i'm like we have a buyer like what's going on he wants to ask these questions about the land i'm not getting no response back and i'm just kind of like oh my god you gotta be kidding me i'm like you gotta be kidding me so i'm thinking okay the and the the, the, the guy i talked to my family member in north carolina is like yo what you want to do i'm like listen i'm gonna give him two more days and if not i'll call the buyer and see if he still has in the contract or not right my plan was this if i wholesale it I'll put that 50k, no, not the 50k, that 50% in an escrow account. Whenever the guy comes back, I'm like, bro, here's your money. Because all I want is enough money for me to get out of the situation that we're in. And like, you brought this 50% deal to me, have your 50%. I'm like, I would rather one of us close the deal than, I'd rather me close the deal and save the money for you than none of us get the deal at all. And we just lose out on it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to give him some time to respond to the email. We'll see what happens. So day goes by no response another day goes by no response another day goes by no response i'm like this is twenty eight thousand dollars i'm like you got to be kidding me so now middle of the night it might have been in the morning time melissa's like he responded now i'm sleeping it's definitely middle of the night i'm i'm sleeping and i'm like who's who responded who responded i'm like well who was it she's like the guy responded i'm like oh my god yes so i check it and the question that the guy who i was wholesaling it to or with on the second side which would be the family member of mine he had asked me do you know if this property has access to water and sewer and i'm like okay i'm gonna ask him so i asked him that on like thursday no response i finally hear him back from on sunday or no on monday and that's when melissa tells me he responded he responds says yes it has access. He said the seller indicated to me that it has access to sewer and water. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, we're gonna freaking, I'm like, we're gonna fucking do it. And we about to close 28k. Like we about to really have twenty eight thousand dollars. We have a buyer. We have. He's already ready to close in fourteen days. We have a good deal. We have the contract signed. Everything. I'm like, we're ready to go. Like we don't need nothing. Like we are ready to go. So I'm like super stoked, super ecstatic. Like oh my god, we can finally like take a breath, like breathe. We can finally sit down and go. <sighs> Right. So I text back the guy. I say, yo, he said that the um, 
my family member in North Carolina, I tell him, I say, yo, the other wholesaler told me that the land has city has sewer and water. He writes me back and goes, yeah, the buyer told me he checked and it doesn't. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, okay. And I'm not, I wasn't too surprised because I feel like that isn't a question that the the first guy who had the property in the contract would tell me. Like I don't not tell me, but I don't think he knew to ask that question. So I think that he kind of assumed that it did, but didn't double check it with anybody. So I'm like, all right. So now I go and do my own due diligence to try and figure out does it have access to city water and sewer? And of course, in the bamboo project function, it does not. So I'm like, okay, that isn't the end of it. Let's see, you know, there gotta be some kind of solutions for this. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe they can install it. Like how hard is it gonna have them just connect the pipe? I'm like, maybe it's not that expensive. We're all making, we're making like 20K each for the property. Maybe it's enough for us to get that stuff done. So come to find out these particular plots of land, which are also around other houses, are on plots of land that do not have a pipe that can reach there there is no main line for them to attach to so there is no way for them to get access to city water and city sewer it's it's not happening right and i'm like you've got to be kidding me like you cannot be serious like what do you mean there's no way to get it I'm like, bruh, it's right. I'm like, it, I could taste it. It's the 20, it's right in front of us. I've never been this close to closing a deal ever. Like it's on, my, it's in my hand. So like I said, I was so excited for it. So happy. And that slowly is going down. I'm like, okay. Reality is setting in. I'm like, okay, we have to work some more, see what we could do. So here's what we found out. If we want to close that deal, we would have to get a well built on the land. Each, each, plot is four different plots and they would also have to have a septic system each one of those things runs about mm, eight to 12k each right so that would more or less be our entire budget right there for everything that we would make on the wholesale side is pretty much gone and i'm just like wow i'm like that's crazy i'm like what are the freaking what are the odds of that right so now I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm calling people. I'm calling uh, well companies. I'm calling 311. I'm calling the city uh, municipality. I'm calling everybody trying to figure out how can I get access to this over here at a cheaper price. Can't find no answers. So can't find nothing, honestly. So here's what we settled on, probably trying to do. Uh, shout out to Tori. We talked about this. And I think that what we're going to try and do is... Maybe we could, if I could get the seller to come down in price, probably shave off some money from all three of our commission, then maybe we could possibly get something to work, right? Um, so yeah, uh, so that's, that's where we're at right now. This comes down to negotiating and figuring this out. Uh, if we can solve the problem, we make money. If we don't solve the problem, we don't make any money. And this would be a $28,000 solution that we come up with. Um, so, so, we was right there. We was right, we was right, right at the cusp. So, honestly, it's kind of funny. From that conversation, I was calling different well people. And one of the guys that actually runs 
some kind of company i think he's like a labor contractor or something where he says he delegates the other people to go out and work when they call him right so he was saying to me that he wants to be a bird dog for me he didn't even know what wholesaling was so i explained to him like i like the sound of that he's like listen how to get your lead i'm like honestly mostly from youtube right now i don't really look anymore um that's how i found this one he's like listen how about he's like, i'm out here in the field all the time i got uh drywallers i got well people i got septic tank people i got you know plumbers roofers electricians all types of stuff he was like listen if they see a house and i sent it to you you talk to the guy whoever owns it can we set something up that way i'm like sure he's like all right cool so here's my email my phone number i'll be out here looking if i see something i'll send it to you and we could just you know work it out from there so i just think it's funny because i did not call him for that like i was not expecting that and it's kind of leads to the fact that uh, i know melissa loves this that we might move to north carolina and become carolinians north carolinians i don't know what they call them down there north carolinians um so that would be you said what melissa said she's not gonna go melissa doesn't want to go to north carolina i think she loves north carolina you never even been there you know you might love it what if more black people in north than atlanta would they have more tech jobs? We didn't even talk about it. We didn't. Would we have more tech jobs? Would they have more film jobs? Film? No, no. Film for like to be an artist and like actor, entertainer jobs. Like. In Atlanta? Yes. No. <laughs> um. So yeah, like I said that's going on with him. Okay, so as y'all know. <laughs> Oh, actually, I something somebody else I wanted to talk. I guess shout out on the podcast. I'm gonna make this promise, or get yeah, this promise, right? I'm gonna try to not say that we're poor. I don't know how I've been saying it. Maybe I did, but Love Lita said that she feels as though uh, we shouldn't talk like that. Melissa has talked about this before in the past when she was reading a certain book. So I also agree because I don't think we're poor. We are broke. So I told her I compromised with her. I said, listen, I will say that we are broke. I will not say we are poor because people feel like poor is more of how you act. And I don't feel like we act poor. I think we definitely are broke and act broke. We do broke things like stay at home and don't spend money because we don't have money to spend. Like that's what we do. Um, and we buy, we eat bread all the time. Um, but, but I thought it was interesting because they our accounts are negative right so we're not poor we're just broke so the chase we have i had like four chase accounts for multiple businesses that i had had and i just kind of have them but i don't really use them other than situations like this so my personal account is negative 190 and 59 cents now i think it's crazy because i think everybody talks everybody talks about this Charging me for being broke is the craziest business model I've ever heard in my life. Like, if I don't have money and you charge me more money, how do you expect me to pay the money that I don't have? Like, that's that's like that business model is so crazy. Like, somebody sat down and said, Hey, how do you make money? And someone answered and said, How about we charge people to have no money more money? That's what we are paying right now, overdraft fees. Um, so I think they have like a limit of like five. I think we probably had like two or three. Um so the other business account is negative $28.89, right? Now we had a third business account, the Bamboo Project business account, which was negative $690, right? Now, 
The reason I say was is because they closed the account. And I have never seen, I've never had an account closed by a bank before. Is that true? I have. I maybe TD Bank back in the day, but I don't know if they closed my account. But I definitely had some problems with them way, way back. But yeah, so the Bamboo Project business account for Chase has been closed because of overdrafts. Um, so that's where we at now. We are we are currently there. Um, and then for future reference, I guess anybody, or when we watch a podcast in two years from now, we have in the Quickies account, which is another account that's safe from all charges and overdraft fees, is $1,013 in there. And that is going to be used to pay the contractor whatever's left or to cover any expenses we need for the house. That's what we have. Um, Melissa has like... $4.80. Oh, damn. So, yeah. $4.88. She went grocery shopping. So, she has $4.88. Um, so, like I said, I always like to be as present as possible and like to to tell our current situation because I feel like I don't want to sugarcoat it and I also don't want to... Um, what's the other word? Like make it seem better than this. That's, that's, that's sugarcoated. What's, what's the other one you said? No, that's that's sugar coating. What's the opposite of that? Mm, What's like under, like more? Mm, make light of. No, I, I won't say like demean, but something like that. Right, I guess. Maybe. Okay, I can't think of the word, but I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like it's really bad, and I also don't want to make it sound like it's really good i want to be as honest as possible so however anybody hears it to them they may say it's really bad someone may say it's really good like somebody may see we have negative eighty dollars and be like well damn my account's negative a hundred thousand dollars like okay to them we're fine somebody else may say oh you guys have negative accounts that's crazy y'all in a bad situation so i always try to be in the middle and present and say exactly what's happening so that's how much money we have that i could think of and maybe I have another account like hundred dollars in it that's where we're at no, i have four dollars eighty oh yeah. My net worth. No, 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 no. I like my net worth is like negative. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's how much I have in mine. How much cash you have yeah. in your account? Okay. Because we are broke and not poor, Melissa has found a job that she wants to pursue. Okay. See how I did that? That was cute. Right? That's cute. Um, so it's in a tech space, right? And listen, listen. I got a guy in Atlanta. All right. He's working from home. Making six figures from his house doing uh, like in a tech space to some degree. I think he does like onboarding or it's like, H, kind of like, HR. like it's like HR. I feel like he helps with like getting people to work there, like yeah, like yeah. picking so people. That's I HR. Because like, HR is human resources. So like that's still human interaction. But I thought HR was only for like if you assault somebody sexually and then no, typically a hiring team. I mean, yeah, hiring team. That's probably what he's on. But typically, that's a facet of. Mm. Um, so Melissa wants to take up. Is going to take up. Uh, UX and UI. I was gonna call it user experience, but UX stands for user experience. I never said UI. Oh, she don't like UI. Excuse me, and that's you only put UX on the screen. So she wants to take up UX. If you don't know what UX is, it stands for user experience, and it's pretty much how you interact with the websites that the website that you are on. And it's also product development. I don't know what that means. What is product development? Product development for like. Like making kids. That's not. How's the user experience? That's that's not what you're going in for. It's no, Melissa. No, because it, 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 it's different mediums. What are you saying right now? 
How are you gonna be? How are you gonna get a tech job and user experience, and you gonna make a candle? How that work? I'm saying that as an example. It's not. How's that example? How's a, how is product? De- product design is like tender. It's a product, right? Not a candle, like not a physical. Like that's the product. It's the website. It's the product. Sure. Yeah. So I'm like, there's no. You don't get to like make that with your hands. That's not how that works. What you don't like that? That's still fine. Okay. It's so, like, it's like fixing my website. Yeah, that's that's, that's literally what it is. It's like yeah. moving this around. So I was, when I had when I saw a product, I guess I thought you know physical. Yeah. Digital, digital product. I mean, I know both. I thought that okay, because I don't want to make it seem like I didn't know that. Okay. I just thought that physical products could possibly be a part of it. That's it. So like a nest or like. Does that make sense? Like a nest? Like um like Alexa or like But what, but what would you design? Like what I mean, what experience so would you would, have? Right. So it would be kinda like the <clears throat> um an example would be like if the cord is too short on nest or mm-hmm. something like that. Or like let's say, you know how they have some um devices that you can't plug out the cord, it's just connected to it. It would be like stuff like that. Like I would be like, Oh, this is annoying. I don't like this. But I, I haven't started yet, so I don't know if it's a part of it or not. I yeah. just assume that it could possibly be physical products as well. That sounds like engineering. Uh, every day. Anyways, so that is what Melissa is going to be getting into. Do you want to talk about it at all? you want to add some words to your user experience or your UX uh, endeavors? Um, and why you would like to get into this? Oh, well... Right now, we're at a point where the house, you know, could be done and sold within the next two months, mm-hmm. hopefully. Because I feel like we could start the timer once it's staged and people have started looking at it. So hopefully within the next two months, I feel like that's a reasonable amount of time. So for me personally, I'm like, we're going to have to figure out what to do for money for the next two months. I. The problem with the candles is that it needs money to make money. So since we're not really in a position where we have money to put into the candles, it I, it won't sustain itself because no matter how much money that we make at a craft fair, if we make a thousand, two thousand dollars, in order to keep it going, we have to take some of that money out and reinvest it back into the candles. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that's a great. I don't think that's a solid fix for that. Um, and. So I decided that I want to get a job, a remote job, because I don't want to go into work. Where they have remote jobs is hiring all the time in tech. I was looking at different, I was looking for free courses. I found one. Um, I was looking at the different possible jobs. I saw UX design. And the reason why I chose it is because I like to make things. Mm. And a part of making things is troubleshooting and kind of refining what it is that you've made. So I feel like I have experience in either making things, troubleshooting things, whatever, and kind of, um, I think I would enjoy it. And I think that, you know, I don't want to toot my own, my own horn or anything like that, but I'm going to toot it because I think that my design choices and stuff be looking nice. And I feel like um, the from what I've seen from other UX uh, candidates, I think that 
I can stand out from um, how I would design my portfolio, so on and so forth. And I don't think it's going to be too hard to get a job. We'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, and I like I like learning new things, so I'm kind of excited. Um, I know some people might be like, "What happened to the appraiser?" We're not in Georgia. <laughs> That's what I got my license for. So I can't really. That's true. That. Um. What else? Yeah. Um. Anything? Any thoughts? Mm. No. I say this all the time to Melissa. I'm like, whatever you want to do, I'm support it as long as you do it. So that's how I look at it. If you want to do anything, I'm support it. And, and uh, yeah, as long as take it seriously. Yeah. Another thing too, some people might ask, what happened to the film stuff? Mm-hmm. I hate it. Uh-huh. That's funny. You used to like it. I don't, right? Isn't that crazy? I hate it. Why do you hate it? Long hours, 12 hours, like, I, plus sometimes, 12 hours plus, um, and, and it's not really consistent. Mm-hmm. And then if I make it consistent, that's even worse because that means I'm gonna have to go in five times a day for the week mm-hmm. for doing twelve plus hour days. Sounds familiar. I'm not doing that shit. I, I refuse. Um, and a lot of it, it's very, um, it's very draining. Like I, I cannot live that life. Maybe if it was eight hours, mm-hmm. and maybe if we uh, close at a certain time, but that's not how it works. Right. So I'm not doing that. Refuse. Yeah. Um, something else too. I think is is I wanted to bring up as far as us being broke. I personally, I think I forgot who was commenting. Um, let me check. I was considering going back to DoorDash and Uber. Um, the reason being is that I totally despise jobs, especially with somebody over me. Like I despise them so much the environment of jobs i despise the idea of jobs i despise everything about i despise like the only the only thing that would be somewhat good is the consistent money and to me i don't think it's worth everything else now with that being said i would get a regular job if if it paid a a, a large amount of money and i got to work from home because here's the thing if you said donovan do you want to make a thousand dollars a week and work from nine to five every day or do you want to make five hundred dollars a week and work whenever you want i would take the five hundred dollars a week because one of the most valuable things to me is freedom that is like on the top of my list of things that i want and i despise the fact of even getting to the job i gotta get on the train to go to the job and then i gotta sit with people on the train i gotta deal with the train being late the bus being late people doing whatever i get to the job you have the weirdo at the job who's trying to get higher up so you can throw you under the bus you got the other people who are just kind of weird you have the manager that's trying to you know swing his dick around or their labia whichever one comes first and it's just kind of like me personally i don't i don't do well in that environment because if you are above me in position at a job and I feel like you are incompetent, it'll show. Like I can't stop it from showing. And and when I say I say I can't stop it, I mean I don't even know what's happening because people come to me and be like they just have an issue with me from that perspective. So I don't like that environment. That environment is not good for me. Um, then I will come home. I will be emotionally drained from being at that place. I will come home and I will not be able to get anything else done. And to me, my life does not work for that because now let's say now the podcast won't be getting shot when it's supposed to get shot uh 
going to the gym will have to be on the time schedule of whenever I go to work. Going to Philadelphia, I might never, I might not be able to just be like, you know what, I'm leaving. I'm going to Philadelphia. If I got to be out there two days, you know, three days in a row back to back, I can't do that. So I would much rather make less money and have my freedom than make more money and be, uh, you know, have enslaved to do whatever they tell me to do. I, I just don't do that. I don't like that. Now, like I said, if it was a situation where I was at home and they were paying me like two to three K a week. Now I could, I would, I would consider it for like a couple of months, maybe like two months, three months until the house is finished. And then I might probably leave maybe, maybe a month or two after that too. But that's it. I would, that would be it. And even then it just sounds dreadful thinking about it. Cause I'm just like, they're going to call me Donovan. Why are you not doing this? Donovan, ah, leave me alone. So, so there's that. Now, like I said, I would do DoorDash and Toro because not Toro, DoorDash and uh, Uber the food one because I can just go out, make the money to pay the bills we have, and then go on from there and just keep it pushing. Um, I could probably pay the overdraft fees that we have. I could probably pay off the, um, what are they called? I could pay off all our tickets and things like that, and that could be good. So I'm more likely to lean towards that. Um, anything you want to say? If, if you guys um, met Donovan's parents, you would kind of understand where he's coming from. <laughs> yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense you know what's crazy that makes a lot of sense because i mean my mom works more but she doesn't really yeah that's crazy even, even with her working it's she works kind of like me yeah <laughs> which is like i'm just more job um it's the opposite at first like attractive uh you have a proclivity sure Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to affinity, affinity. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm more likely to get into that space because money is more important to me. Um, and I feel like their freedom. Their freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can pay me for my freedom. You could, you, you, you might be able to. There's a certain amount. Um, but like I said, yeah, money is more important. So, um, and who knows? I'll probably get the job and be like, damn, I want my freedom back, like I did with film. So that's why I said it's a back and forth. I feel like your mom is like that. Yeah. I think it's funny because with my dad, he, I've only seen him have a regular job when I was a kid, when I was probably under 10 years old, maybe even seven. And he was the manager of the boss at the job. So he would go in whenever he wanted to. He just do whatever he want throughout the day. He like, he had the personal car in the house, just using it to drive around us to whatever we're going to. So it's like, even with him, there was nobody I ever saw that was like, you gotta be doing this. You gotta be doing that. You can't be doing this. My mom, she leave she leave a job <laughs> if somebody says something crazy to her. So it's like, mm-hmm. and I'm also not really around them like that. The only person that's like that is Nephi. I was about to say my mom. You know she's had her job from maybe a little bit after I was born, and she's been there since. So it's like she. But the thing is that I feel like I got from my mom. She will sell things or do things on the side to make money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, episode playback. Um, this is in regards to the candles. So, the candles are at the store right now flying so low. As far as I know, they have not sold at all. Correct? Yeah. Now, I think the problem is because there's no marketing material for them. So, that is something we're going to get on top of is trying to get more material for that. 
And at the end of this month, we will take the candles out of the store because me personally, I think a better investment of the candles is to give them the influencers uh, based off of a recommendation from someone else who actually sells a lot of candles. That's what he said we should do. And I think that at least if we give them away to someone, we know someone has it as opposed to they're sitting inside of a store. No one gets to use them. So we think that the product is a good product, but people have to know about it. Um, so that's kind of the, the hurdle we have with the candles. Uh, so we also have a craft fair coming up in a week or two, and we're going to make some money from that. So that'll be good. And we also pay from YouTube in like a week or week and a half What's today, 11th. It should, it should be like a day or two before. Yeah, it's like a week and a half. So, so that's uh, the candle update now. Oh, and we're um, probably gonna be on Amazon mm. this week. Oh, this week? Yeah, I'm gonna do it today. So, probably gonna be on Amazon this week. Um, it's an Amazon store. Being consistent. That was something I talked about last podcast, and I wanted to update you guys with my path or my journey to becoming more consistent. So, got a little, I guess, anecdote from over the weekend so i was going through it right right now my record i have on my phone is i saved it i will tell you right now what my record is for being consistent for straighten up the kitchen i have nine days for my beard i have 10 for going to the gym i have nine for stretching i have nine and for finance i have eight eight days in a row right that i was able to do what i told myself i was going to do and I was doing well. I was doing really good. Every day I was getting out and I was doing it, right? Now, I fell off, right? And it's so crazy to me because even in the last podcast, I talked about how it happens. You don't do it for one day. Then you do it the next day. Then you don't do it for two days. Then you might do it again for two days. Then you don't do it for three days, for five days a week. And then next thing you know, you back off, right? And it's crazy to me because... I, I, I know exactly when it happened and I was having this huge internal struggle with myself, like huge internal struggle. And it was it was it was so and I, I'm talking about like arguing with myself in my head on like to a point where I'm like, I feel like I'm like fighting myself physically inside of my body. So we had a really rough day on uh, Friday when we were going to the house in Philadelphia, right? And we were just like, okay. We were out there for mad long. We got out there late. We were out there. Everything didn't even go the way we planned it to go. It was a stressful day. It was super stressful. We were getting back home at like 10, 11 o'clock, right? And the internal struggle I was having was this. This is my internal struggle. Should I eat Wendy's or not? Right? And I'm going to tell you. You probably think, oh, that's nothing. That's whatever. That's whatever. I'm gonna tell you why it's crazy to me. Why this was a, I'm talking about for like ten minutes in my in my head. I'm fighting myself about this, and I'm like, I want Wendy so bad, I want it so bad. And I think, and I actually heard Sarah uh, Alaba talk about this in her most recent video about um, getting breast reduction surgery. That she had a bad. Um, I guess perspective on food. I think that's how she phrased it. And for me, I think that how I view certain foods is as a reward or as like a, like a, um, what would you call that? 
like something to console me. So I don't want to call it a reward necessarily. It's something just like to you're gonna be better, like a pat on the back, but not like a good pat on the back for doing something. But more like a it'll it'll get better, right? So I'm I'm we're on the, we're on the way back, right? Melissa's driving, and I'm like. I feel like I want Wendy. Like, this is the time I would get Wendy. We had a long day. It's stressful. And I'm like, I really want to eat Wendy's, right? So, after all our long trips, after all our heavy days, all our crazy days, we get exhausted and whatever, we either get Papa John's or we get Wendy's. We haven't really done it much recently, but I know in the past, if I was exhausted at the end of the day, I would buy Papa John's for the house, right? So... We get home or on the way home, right? And I'm like, I know when I get home because we're out all day. I haven't, I didn't do my uh, stretching. I didn't go to the gym because we went to the Philadelphia early, and I did not straighten up the kitchen really because we weren't really cooking. But it's still, if it's on there, I should be doing something for the kitchen. So I knew in myself that if I get Wendy's, I was not going to do any of the other things, right? Now. I, like I said, I wanted it so bad. Like, I'm talking about so, so, so bad. And I was getting mad at myself for wanting the Wendy's. That was the problem I was getting. I was like, I'm mad that I want it, even though I know if I get it, I'm not going to do what I wanted to do for the day, right? And this is what I'm talking to myself. This, this is the convo I'm having with myself. And I'm breaking it down. I'm like, you know what? If I eat the Wendy's, I'll be fine afterwards. I'll do what I have to do at the end of the day. It's not a lot. I can still do some workout in the house, whatever, whatever. Right? It's, I'm talking to myself. But deep down, I know that it's not going to happen. So, I could literally feel the, like, the weakness in my resolve to not eat Wendy's. Right? I could feel it. So, I'm in my I'm in the car like talking to myself crazy like Donovan you fucking weak you can't fucking not eat Wendy's what's wrong with you right that's I'm talking to myself and I'm just like that doesn't really feel right like it didn't that's what I'm saying but it didn't feel accurate so I'm just thinking like what is the problem like what is my problem with this and for me I feel like what I what I tell myself in that situation because I end up getting the Wendy's by the way and exactly as I said I got the Wendy's I came home I was tired I didn't feel like eating it no more I got that dopamine effect of I did a thing I got the dopamine without doing the thing I felt like would have rewarded me with dopamine which would have been doing the things in my house now something else I don't know if other people feel like this I think guys for sure understand what I'm talking about I think all guys will know this feeling where you just have to be strong, even though other people get to be weak. Let's just call it like, let's just use that or vulnerable, right? And it's a feeling of being hard. Like it just feels like a hardening of your body, of your insides, where it's just like, you have to just swallow everything down, keep everything down. You just hold it in and it's just like, like imagine in my head, this is how I would compare it to. Imagine if you were standing outside right laying on your back and someone gave you a hundred pounds to hold that's what fat that's what i compare being a guy to right now obviously depending on how strong you are that weight could change but just imagine holding a weight for 10 minutes 20 minutes and to me being a guy is the last 20 minutes where you're like i just want to let this go like i don't want to hold this no more i want to let it go and your, your whole body is clenched up you're tense you're feeling i, I guess i'm feeling it's this is how i'm feeling and i'm like i just want to let this go and 
there's no reason to hold it up. Like there's no in terms of like physical reason. It's you don't have to. You can put it. Up, you can put it down, or I can put it down, right? But the the benefit I feel like I would get is a psychological benefit and a discipline benefit. And because I can't see it and measure it, it's hard for me to justify what I'm doing because it's like, okay, I'm holding up this weight for what? No one sees me holding the weight up. It's only for me to hold it up and it's only going to make me better, but it's not going to, I'm not going to see my muscles from it. I'm not going to really see much from it, especially not quickly. Right. I think that's probably the problem too. Is that it's a quick response. I think that's the issue. It's that it's a quick response that I would want, but I digress. So after getting to Wendy's, right. As I said, everything just went down. I didn't feel like doing this when I got home and I felt like I was more upset with myself than I was with uh actually eating the Wendy's whatever because I knew I wasn't gonna do the thing and I could have still done all the things I just made the decision not to do it so what I wrote down on my phone for me is that I'm not weak I'm just lack a lot of discipline because I have the strength to do it I don't have the discipline to do it for long periods of time so it was like I said for me it was just really a tough situation with that um and as from that day i've kind of been slipping off of what i had to do for the day now i also it, i don't want to say it's exaggerating because it's, it's really not it's a form of discipline um but like i said that is kind of where i'm at with being consistent um and it's a battle like that, that's kind of hard but i tell myself it's like it's not gonna happen overnight but i do feel like telling telling myself that as a cop-out because nothing is preventing me from doing the things other than myself like it's not like someone else is stopping me from doing it. anything's really in the way if i want to get up and do some push-ups if i want to get up and do whatever that's something that i have to just do and it's really and that's the that's the hard part about it for me is that it's so easy but because i don't have a person making me do it i just don't do it and that comes from discipline and i also think a couple of podcasts maybe like two months ago right i remember saying on it was a crazy line that i said to on the podcast i was talking to melissa and it was just like i don't want to take orders from anybody even myself and that was a crazy line to me as it came out of my mouth i was like what that what does that even mean like that's a to not want to take orders from myself is even like that's a crazy thing because that says more about me than it does about anything else it's like okay i want donovan's brain will say do these things do these push-ups do this do your beard go stretch and i'm like don't tell me what to do don't talk to me like that i'll do if i want to i don't know what now i don't feel like doing it because you told me to do it and like you're talking to yourself nobody losing but me in this fight so it's like it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy mental gymnastics for me um but like i said i think it really just comes down to doing it over and over again and maybe after enough times the other voice will get will probably get smaller i think that's probably what's happening too i think the voice the other voice has gotten so big because i have so much freedom to do whatever i want that i have to now rein it in to be able to put that discipline towards different things oh okay it's the last episode play uh yeah 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 somewhat okay Leslie Johnson was saying that uh, I think she said that we're rich or something like that. We have a lot of money. I think that's what she was saying. I'm not really sure um, what how the comment was meant to be interpreted, but she did say something about a plan. She said that we just talk about having money without a plan 
of how to get it, something to that effect. Um, so I want to try and map out our plan that we have. Okay. So I'm asking my girlfriend first, babe. What do you what do you see the plan as being right now? How do you see the plan? What? What, what you ask me questions for? Cause you were part of the podcast. <sighs> what I see the plan? Yeah. What is the plan? Like what you mean? It, this, what is the plan? Oh my gosh, we ain't got no plan. So, right, so what's up? Right, yeah. Is that how you feel? That's fine. I'm, I'm gonna tell mine after you tell yours. No, um. So she alive? Yeah, she got. She was in that. Um, I, the plan. The way I see it, the plan is to sell the house. I'm trying to get this UX design. They suggested that um, you can get the course done in six months. If you do like, if you do it weekly, like um, how it says, I'm trying to see if I could get it done in two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, my plan is to get the course done in two months. Um, hopefully to sell the house within that time period. Um. Oh yeah. Part of I think I. I don't know if I said this. We might not, depending on because of the water issues, we not we might not even get the amount from the house that we wanted for ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we will have enough to pay back everybody else who borrowed, um, who borrowed, who lent us money, one hundred percent for sure. We just won't have enough money for ourselves, and that's also the other reason why I wanted to get this job because I feel like it's going to be longer than because I don't want people to think this is a quick fix for. Um, for the house not being sold yet, it's really not. I'm kind of preparing for a longer term drought, in a sense. Um, I know that we spoke before about possibly taking a year off of doing, not the podcast, but like certain things so that we can build skills. And I feel like this kind of falls into that. Um, So I see kind of like, Hopefully, because it's like I really, I really don't see a clear-cut plan necessarily. Because I don't know, it's it's dependent on how much we we personally get from the house. Mm-hmm. Um, because the protections that we have for ourselves is on a time constraint in terms of even living here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just gonna be a lot to manage if the time comes the house is sold and we don't get the money from it because in that situation it's kind of like we're living here they're gonna kick us out eventually it's just a matter of time it's not really a matter of whether or not they'll kick us out so whenever that happens are we gonna have money to pay for another place or like stuff like that i have no clue so after this whole ux job because i ain't gonna get a job after that i don't know what's happening Okay, so uh, this is my plan, how I see it. Uh, and I actually have a f- something I want to post. I'll put a picture of it, too. We took a test today. I guess I'll, I'll, put, the, I'll put the test in the um, link in the description so you guys can take the test. So you guys can take the test also. Um, and one of the things about the test for me is that I have a very, a very helicopter view of things. Um, so here's how I see it. We're going to get money from the house, right? How much? I don't know. I'm thinking somewhere between 10 and thirty thousand is what I think, right? Um, that money will go to covering the car, like so that the car doesn't get towed, right? I think from there, 
what I want to do is craft fairs. If if we're if we get closer to ten thousand, I want to do craft fairs so that we have money to offset that and we have money to get to um Atlanta. If we don't have enough money from the house, right? If we have enough from the house, once it's sold, then we'll go to Atlanta. With the money that we made from the house, my goal is to put it, I don't know how much, put some of it to wholesale to get a deal to close to have money while Melissa is working. I also will be doing DoorDash during that time period and Uber, and it's about to get colder, so I might make more money doing that. Just enough money for us to get to Atlanta. We're also going to put out more YouTube videos. Uh, I have some Turo videos backed up that I've been working on trying to get them out. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of like sketching it out or whatever in my head. Um, so that'll kind of boost the YouTube revenue a little bit. So that's another thing we're going to be doing. Um, and I also want to get the house videos. And the old house videos that we have are going to come out too. So that'll also boost our revenue enough to have monthly income to be able to do certain things. And all of the plans that we have right now are just... Because I'm not thinking after this step. The step I'm trying to reach to right now is have a place to live where our bills are paid every single month. That's it. That is the only goal that I'm working towards. And then after that, we could work on expanding from there. So Leslie Johnson, the plan is to get enough money, whether it be from Melissa working, uh, preferably not that, but uh, from things that we can control ourselves, and we have a place to live where rent is paid every month. And we can build our creative businesses from there, whether it be what I want to do, which I haven't talked about yet, but wholesaling, um, Melissa's singing, the candles. And I guess, like I said, I guess I'll say it now, but something I really want to do is going to be wholesaling for sure. Like I'm 100% going to be a, a, a forever person in wholesale. Like for the rest of my life, I will be in wholesaling. Um, and just recently, I've been kind of over the last couple of weeks looking into this. I want to buy businesses because what I realized is that um, it's possible to buy a business that cash flows immediately. Now, my problem always has been with houses that they don't cash flow a lot, which is the reason why I wanted to get a, um, a Airbnb because I don't want to buy a house, spend 200K or 300K and the house makes me $500 a month. Like that's, that's, a, that's insane to me. Like that is a insane like that it makes no sense um so i was listening to different podcasts and different interviews and there are businesses that you can buy that for the same price as a house that can make you five eight twelve k a month right as long as you buy the business uh two stats she has said it's cody sanchez shout out to her uh she was saying that with a business there are people who have a business that works and operates for 15 20 plus years they get old and they dissolve the business. They don't even sell it. They just dissolve it. So they would, that's like you have a house and you're like, damn, I don't want to own it no more. I'm going to burn it. And I'm just going to leave. Like, that's the equivalent to that. Like, that's crazy. And honestly, it's even worse because even with if you burn the house down, you still own the land. This is just like, no, no, I'm getting rid of the. I just want to give it. That would be the equivalent of you saying, it's not even equivalent to that. There's no equivalent to that. There's no equivalent to having a business and just disowning and dissolving it and be like, ah, it's over. Eric, everybody go home. I'm done doing this. I have enough money to survive. I'm good. But that is something that I want to get into is buying businesses, flipping them, keeping them, growing what I want to do outside of just that, but using that to acquire the businesses. So wholesaling and though and that are my 
next main two drivers of what I want to do. So that's for y'all to, for Leslie Johnson, for who asked what our plan is and how we're going to go about doing that. There are some topics of the day, but I'll touch on them next week. Yeah, a couple of topics I want to talk about next week is the Airbnb unique stays. I really feel like Airbnb is trying, is, is like on its, I won't say it's last legs, but I think they're, they're like floundering. What's the word? Is it floundering when you're about to drown? Like they're like on edge right now. Um, I've seen people like Andrew, not Andrew, Sean Raddatz is kind of like, mm, this is kind of strange stuff going on right here. So I really think that Airbnb is going in the wrong direction. Um, I also may have talked about this, my perception of lack of time and how it's affected me negatively and capitalism. I, I don't know if I talked about it. I really feel like capitalism is a big problem because it promotes the exaggeration of any field that you're in and any it takes out of balance. So anything that's regular, let's say you want to drink water. Capitalism makes you now drink 100 gallons of water. Like that's how capitalism works. It's crazy. Like you only need one gallon. No, no, no. We're going to sell you 100 gallons. And it's like that's it's ridiculous. But um. Yeah, I think that wraps up for the podcast. We will be back here next Tuesday. You can find all the behind-the-scenes content on our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N, okay? You know what it is, hashtag Bamboo Project 2022. This is some kind of movie. It's Maybe it's a thriller. Maybe it's, it's either a thriller or a horror film. I don't know which one it is, but it's one of the two. Um, and with that being said, Bamboo Project out. Hello? Hey, what's going on? What's up? Nothing much. So you said that the thing is, is defective? The faucet itself is defective. Yeah. Did he, uh, is he doing the sanding for the countertop? The countertop was clean, sanded. First coat is done tomorrow. Tomorrow evening it will be sanded again. Second coat will be done. Okay, and the leader is still being installed today? He said it was coming, but it's already started raining, so I don't know if he made it. I don't think he made it in time because he didn't call me, but I don't know if he didn't have the alarm off. I can ask him. He might have been there while the painter was there and he just didn't let me know. Um, but he said it was good today. Okay, so then... What other things are scheduled for this week, I guess? Because that sounds like most of the stuff is done other than HVAC. Is the, are the, wait, are the holes in the bathroom um, fixed? I have to, I'm going to be there tomorrow when I'm picking up the faucets. Yeah. The painter already fixed the hole by the kitchen. Uh, I think you can see it in the picture. If it's still open, then I'll mark it, and in the evening when it comes to finish the countertop, I'll let them fix the other hole, the other holes in the walls, whatever touch-ups they have. I'll probably take some of the materials out of there. It's scheduled cleaning too, but I, like I said, I'm I'm really tight there too. Like I didn't calculate it right. I know the way it seems to you, but the markets might have come to be a high price but I'm for the amount of time that I spend there and the projects that I have like I'm barely left with that what I'm what I need so right now to spend that money out of my 
and just uh, nothing was going to be left. So if you can let's do the half of this, I'll have the machines installed. Yeah, I don't have any money to send before the house is finished because the house was supposed to be done like what, what? Two, two months ago. And yeah, a lot of that money is getting know, eaten up. Much of the stuff that you had to deliver wasn't delivered either. And, and uh, plans weren't approved. And we can go on and on and on. This is where we are right now. The house is in great shape. I'm missing two, three things. Everything is possible to be done this week but I can't find this project you understand? I don't understand I don't know what to do but I, yeah that part is what I don't understand when you say what, you say what? you can't fund the project I don't understand what that but means yes if at this point this is over what I'm supposed to spend like you didn't even send me this $400 of, of, like I don't know what, what what do you expect me to do Okay, because this is part of the problem that I'm having. For one of the things is they're going on vacation. That doesn't, I don't really care if you go on vacation, but there was no communication. Who, who, who do you think you are to tell me if it's a problem for you or not? What I'm telling you is that what? the reason, the reason, no, I, don't, I don't need to hear that. The reason why I'm telling you that it's a problem is because as far as people going to the house, there's no communication about that. So now you're Listen, telling me that you one of the people to put the system in and caused me tons of trouble, tons of calls. Employees don't even want to go near it because they think you're in, it's, it's, it's police is gonna come. This has caused me nothing but trouble. But do you you understand that nothing the house the house has been broken into three times? So what is supposed to happen after that? Well, if you want it to work normally, you give me the code, and every time somebody goes there. It's taken care of. Right now, it's causing me nothing but headache. So this is also something that pushes you off of finishing it, you know? When I when I ask, I've asked multiple times, if somebody's going to send me a text that somebody's going to the house. Listen, if, if you think suit- you'll get a daily, like, on the minutes, who's there, who's not? I'm not working like that. I'm sending people what needs to be done, and I'm counting on them to go and do it. They have the code. They are serious people. They work in different projects, and that's how I operate. I don't give a, a minute updates for for every client you think i would be able to work like that you can't tell me that they're all serious you cannot tell me that they're all serious people projects like that you cannot tell me they're all serious people when we've had really minor issues we've had i can name things like putting up a mirror that i didn't give a person why would someone install a mirror that was not given you left it in there so he opens the box he installs it that's how it works but as if that, but this is what there, I'm trying to explain to you. I told you have no idea what you're buying. I told you, you to if I tell you, hey, the mirrors are in your if warehouse. I understand that you have no experience whatsoever in this type of work. This is what but, I'm trying to explain to you. If I tell you that whoever's managing this project, hey, the mirrors and everything is in the warehouse. Those are the mirrors you want installed. Then I mean, it's on you to com- to communicate with the guy putting the stuff in the property. Like, hey, these I are the mirrors know. I want to put inside mirror in the package that you left just like you didn't know and just like you asked me what is this mirror that's not the mirror i want do you understand 
What are you even talking about? What I'm talking about is that the things that I leave at the warehouse are supposed to be brought to the house. The reason I was bringing them to the warehouse in the first place is because... I'm not bringing anything to the house until the guy is there to install it so that you don't lose it again in case somebody breaks in. Right, so if you so if you have a guy... I didn't even have to do this. So if you have a guy... Thank you for letting me keep the stuff in your storage. If you have a guy that's going to the property, that means that... That you, you know the door for you, then people for you. You should be thankful to me instead of saying like you're not serious. I use my own space for you to your benefit, and all you're saying is you're complaining about you have a problem with I travel or not. When I left the the uh, toilets in the house, they got stolen. The reason they got stolen is because when I the told you- The reason they got stolen is because you have no idea which neighborhood you're buying houses in, and you have no idea where you're operating, and you're not letting people know when things are gonna be dropped off, and this is what they do over there. This is how these, there's, this, there's crime every corner of this city. There's crime every corner and every day. Thomas, do you know that I told you that the toilets are in the house? What do I care that you told me that they are there? So you that means that if... For dropping off the toilets. They weren't able to install when you dropped them because there were floors, right? Or whatever it was. There it were was floors. Stolen. Everything was ready because to be installed. Everything was ready to be installed in the house. Everything's ready to be installed in the house and I dropped it off. I'm just naming different things to you that have caused an issue. You're talking about you've had these people who are working amazingly and that they're very serious. When they have, they've installed a window, they add all these extra boxes to the window. How does that happen? Is if no, it done right now the right way or But not? it doesn't, that, right but that doesn't, it that's not? after Can it had to be, but it had to be so fixed after the problem. It was done and that somebody made a mistake doesn't make you a big man. It doesn't Who, change anything. No one's talking about being a big man. Behalf. Also, when there was a, mis uh, a misunderstanding with the tile, I fixed it and that was it. I didn't tell you I have to raise the price. I didn't tell you you have to come forward with me because I lost money with the bathroom. Nothing. I fixed it and we move forward. Still right now, I see that you're not going to send anything. I understand you have no money and I'm, I'm supposed to be finishing and spending like money that i don't have to spend from your end on this project hoping that when you sell it i will get something out of it which i don't work like that it doesn't work like that i can't be hoping to get paid for the work i spend hours on this do you think this project has been almost a year and a half long like i don't think because this is what i'm trying to explain Listen, to you the way what you i with the money is exactly the what you received i don't i never worked like that it doesn't happen the, you wanted to change the way payments are made you wanted to make the calls this is how things are done when money comes things move this, this is what it is that's that's what my issue is. You've had the money for almost two months now, and barely any. Right now, if I if if I get the HVAC done, I'm I'm not. I didn't. Even, I'm barely even making money on this thing. You understand? Even right now, I'm just spending my time, apparently for no reason, because you're not gonna do anything. What do you mean? I'm not. What do you mean? I'm not gonna do anything. I don't know what you mean by that. You just said I don't have any money to give until the house is sold. So I don't know what you expect me to do. Do you think I'm gonna pay for it? I don't know what you wanna do.
you decided so far how you want to distribute uh, the, the money for this project. Right now, it doesn't work for me because you say you have no money. So, yeah, okay, this is what I'm. Cause this is nothing that confuses me. You say you've been doing this for several years, and you've you're not experienced with people working with draws for property. Not the way you've done it. No. What do you? It, some, I, something I gets. Even agree to this. Something gets done, and then you get paid for the thing that gets done. The budget that you gave me was not a full budget for what was getting done for the house. And you had no idea what you were getting into, apparently. <laughs> uh huh. Like seriously. I'm listening. You, you, what do you mean you're listening? You you were talking. You saw uh -huh. how much work was needed to be done to get this house finished. Mm hmm. And it kept coming more and more and more and more, and I, I gave it the lowest prices I could, and now I'm left with barely anything. The house is 95% finished, and you say you have no money. How, how convenient. So, where, where, where does that supposed to put me in? Because I don't think you're looking at it from my perspective. For one, when you tell me that you've been doing this for 10 or 15 oh. years, and you have not seen people who use draws where you get paid after work is done that makes me I think that i've been oh. doing this for my own company and my own properties i showed you the results of these i i don't need to like the, the pictures speak for themselves what is, i don't what i don't understand no, I, I don't know what, what like Say whatever you want, Don. I don't know. You want me to prove yourself how long I've been doing this? You want me to send you pictures? I don't know what you want to say by that. Um, what I'm explaining to you is that you are trying to make it seem as if there you are I'm not at fault at anything. My that issue that I, I was bringing up originally... To get the edge back in. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to make it seem any type of way. Okay, so this is okay. This is where I get confused at. Because up to this point, you've been paid about $120,000. Right. 119 out of 130 you say you have no money you expect me to wait till you sell it to get paid it doesn't work like that so you're when saying for with a hundred and twenty thousand dollars you could not finish up to that's what you're trying to tell me for the hundred twenty thousand dollars that's not enough money to finish the house that's what you're trying to explain to me right now when originally the it's money was already given to you no, for the not, duck work nothing for my for my end you understand? After all the time, all the employees, all the stuff that went up, all the prices that went up, everything that's going on, it, it means that I will be losing money for this project. And it's not going to happen. That's what it means. I'm trying to at least cover my my ass, you know? That's, that's what I got to do. Because there's nothing almost left there. And you want me to now like, install these machines that's going to cost me another $8,000. And, and just what am I supposed to do? Take it out of my own money? These things because should have been put, these things it's should have been put in almost up. two months ago. Is what I, that's my issue. So this now I'm paying extra money for inch, but that but that's that's not on me though. As I'm trying to explain but to you. So now you're telling me that that you changed how everything was with the projects as far as as the payments that we were supposed to do. And now I'm, this is where I am. But that that's my it's point. That how how he works with you is not on me though. He realized that the money was for this barely cover the project because there's more and more and more and more and more, and and this is how it goes, and the prices goes up, and it's just.
Right. And that's why the budget has doubled. And honestly, I've had to spend $150,000 on the things that you were not paying for, like the flooring and the cabinets. So I'm I'm in it. You told me originally it'd be 75. It went up. You said you could do it for 130. Said okay. Now we're over one. I've spent over 150 just on a renovation, not including the interest payments every single month and the little and the little things. I'm not I'm not finished. The little things here and there that I'm paying for, whether we move the cabinet, okay, fine. I'll pay you for that. Something the the lot goes missing. I pay for that. Things get stolen. I gotta buy 500 dollars worth of stuff. So you gotta look at it from my end when I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put these things in the house because I want them to be installed the next day. They don't get installed, then they get stolen. I don't say anything to you about it getting stolen. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll just I will just repurchase it. If you are the person in charge of putting things in the house and I bring it to you so you can be put in, your guy should come to put it in. That's how I'm looking at it. If I, I want, I bring it, I brought it, I drove from New York to Philadelphia to make sure it's in the house so it can be done as quickly as possible for you to be, have it put in. That's what I'm trying to do. The, I'm trying to do what I can do to help you by bringing it there as quickly as possible. And then now you're telling me that, okay, it's on me that it got stolen. Well, I put it there for you because here's the, here's the other, here's the problem. Because here, no, no, no. Here's what you need to understand. Because that same weekend, I asked you multiple times, can I put it in your warehouse? You never responded to me so now if i put it in my own warehouse so you, you are not there, able so you no 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 you're not you're not listening to what i'm but they are not listening to what i'm telling you i put it there because if you are supposed to have people going there you haven't been listening as i've been talking this whole entire time every time i talk you talk over me so what i'm trying to explain to you is this I have tried to ask you that same weekend, can I put these things in your warehouse? I didn't want it to get stolen. I put it in the house. As I'm talking, you're still talking. I'm, I'm still talking. This, I'm trying, this, is, this is the whole point of what I'm saying. I cannot say anything if you keep talking to me as I'm talking to you at the same time. You're imagining that my whole, like, War surrounds around 16th or street. I, no, no, no. What I would, no, no, no. What I want, this is what I want from you. No, no. This is what I want from you. I want communication. That, no, no, no. You're, you're not listening to what I'm telling you. I am trying to tell you. You're not listening. This I'm trying to explain to you. Communication. Is what I'm talking about. The same thing with the last two weeks. Are you going on vacation? I don't care. You're a grown-ass man. You want to go on vacation? I don't care. I'm not going to tell you not to go on vacation. But what I do expect to say, hey, the guy's going to be there at this time. He gets there. The plumber's supposed to be there. I did not hear anything from the plumber going to the house at all. You're telling me today now that the police came. That's why he didn't go to the house. I'm, why am I hearing about this a week and a half later after it happened? So I don't even know what's going on. So yeah, if you want, I only to, heard about it now. So, but but right, but this is, but this, but that's what I'm trying to say. You should be double checking with your people that go there to let me know what's going. on. I'm not there. That's what I hired you for to say. Hey, if this gets done, you you tell me the plumber's gonna be there on Friday. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna believe you. I don't hear nothing from the plumber. I don't get a notification on my phone that somebody went to the house. Nothing's going on. This, this guy's working. They don't have to worry about calling me to call you. This is not an owl service. I'm coming to work. If you want to put an alarm, put something that can tell you who it is, put something with a camera, put some, put a ring system on that cancels it, do something that it goes directly to you. I'm not going to be like an owl forwarding a message every five seconds that somebody goes there. What world are you living in? Who works like that? What, what do you think I'm going to do? Have phone calls about the alarm every day for 20 times that I have to ask you to disarm it? 
if you tell me you're because you are you're making it seem as if it is a hard job for you to say someone's gonna be there in ten minutes. That but then but but then it's it's a communi it's a communication problem. That is what the issue is. I'm asking I'm asking for communication. The only reason that I'm asking for communication is because the house has been broken into three times and this project has been a year and a half over the project has listed. The project has been 18 months for a single family, two story house. They should not take 18 months for the first 12 to 15 months. I don't say anything to you. If you say something's happening, I believe you. That is what it is. We're talking about the last three or four months. I'm like, hey, this should have been done by now. What is go what's going on? Then we get robbed again. I'm like, OK, what's going on? I dropped it off to you. And this goes back to communication. When I was talking to you about the warehouse, if you don't put things in your warehouse, that's fine. I, if you say, hey, you know what? That's not how I if you that is that is fine. But you're not this. You're not listening to what I'm you're not listening. You are not listening to what I'm telling you. You're not listening. You're not listening to what I'm saying. I, you're not because what I'm telling you is if you said to me, I don't want to put things in my warehouse for whatever reason, I would say fine. I already have another. I already warehouse. I offered it to you from the beginning with to help out. Yes. So what I'm telling you is if you feel uncomfortable when you putting things in there, then you can say that to me. I'm saying that it's it seems like you're not very appreciative of it. How could you? That's what I'm saying. Why would I not? I, I don't know how you could even assume that I'm not appreciative of it. All, all I hear is complaint. And then you're mentioning that you're using my warehouse that I've done, I've, I've done as a favor. And you have something too bad to say about it. I don't know. How. I have not. I didn't say anything bad about yes, it. What yes, I'm saying, I have not said anything bad about the warehouse. What I'm saying is that as far as communication goes, if you are, if things can't go in the warehouse for whatever reason, you can say that to me because I already had to get a storage room because we had the refrigerator out there. I will put it in another storage room for whatever reason. But my thing is, if you communication is what my issue is. So if I put things in, the, if I take the, the toilets and put them inside of the house, and you say, hey, I'm not gonna have nobody install it there for three days. I'll go, okay, I won't put it in there. But if I tell you, hey, I dropped them off at the house and you say, and you don't communicate anything to me, I'm not gonna assume these are the prop. If you told me a guy's supposed to come deliver this stuff from Monday and I bring it to you on Tuesday or Wednesday and it never gets it never gets installed, now I'm like, okay, why is it not saying this you to me? Talk about delivering stuff and, and having me wait and bringing the guys back. Do you remember what you've done with the kitchen? Do you know how much issues you, this caused me and how much time I wasted on this? Because of how you bought a kitchen. What time? What are you What are you, what are you talking what about? What time? And I had to pay. And I had to pay extra for it. Did I Did I pay extra for that? You know how many times we had to return. You know that I ended up spending more money than you paid for for it. You know that how many times I've had to go to Lowe's again and again and again for the stuff that wasn't there that was missing. What are you talking what, about? What? What? Okay. Trying to say that all what things that, did you go to Lowe's for? I'm not even trying. I'm not even going to make a list for you. I'm not going to keep talking about but it. But you brought you it up. Exactly what happened with the kitchen because it's not uh, the stuff is not there till this you, day. It was it. It was in your warehouse. Still no panels for the fridge. There was still no panel for the island. I had to go get it. Do you? I put all of that stuff at your warehouse. The, the remember the cabinet handle that I dropped off at your warehouse with the mirrors and the lights and the faucets, everything I took there. It's not that has nothing to do with me. What? They are in But that that's irrelevant. What I'm saying is I already brought it. I already if I already brought it to you and put it in your warehouse and then you go and buy it from Lowe's that had nothing to do with me. 
that, does, that has nothing to do with me. I still had to go buy a bunch of stuff. But that I already brought the stuff to you. You brought some of it. You, bring, you didn't bring all of it. The only thing that may not have been brought would have been the side panels because they don't sell those. So how do you have it right now? Because it's a different piece that had to be in. It had to be a different piece that was used for that. When I was at Lowe's, I was on the phone so with I you. I said find the piece that you can use for that, and let me know when you have it, so that I can call the guy back. Right? This is what a normal man would have done. What What are you talking he about? He wouldn't drive and spend his own time to get something that you didn't bring, that you didn't think ahead. How is this gonna be done? It wasn't. When I do you hear what? Okay, this is. <laughs> Well, I was on the phone with you when I was at Lowe's. I asked you, what do I need? I told you what they had. You said, that's good. And I brought that to your warehouse. Yeah, so then the for panel. you... I don't know. You can say whatever you want. I had to go and get it. Yeah, I... That's, send me this 400 bucks. This is what I'm so. talking about as far as the panels is concerned. Not for the refrigerator, for the island. I'm not talking about the refrigerator. I'm talking about the island. The corner panels that were for the island, they don't sell them. They don't sell those. I want the house to be finished. That uh, all we have left is HVAC, right? Is that the only thing that's left in the house? I don't know what else is left there now because, and like I said, there's so even the thing with the rain and the gutter and the stuff is another issue. But that, what I want is the house to be completed. Okay, and I told you what I need. So this, it's a, we're going back to this point. Okay, so are you are you saying you're not going to do anything else in the house? I cannot spend my own money to finish your project. That's what I cannot do. At this point, I've spent the limits from what you have paid. Okay, so you're saying that 120,000 is not enough. Uh -huh. You need 100, and, and you said 11,000? We have right now 119. That's what I've received from you. Except for the 405, mm -hmm. you're not, you said you would send Tuesday, but you didn't. And you didn't say anything about it. Communication. I have to ask for this again and again and again. From going for you to get stuff that you didn't get. <laughs> so, right, my point is, you're saying you're not going to complete the house. I'm, you, are you see me working on it. Today, just today, I've had how many guys there? Yes, but, the, but and, and yet you're telling me you're not trying. I'm trying to finish it. But I this, the, the people I that are I there need, today should have been there the last two weeks. Done to get these machines because I can't take it out of my pocket. That's what I said. I didn't say I'm not finishing it. I'm saying I'm currently in a problem with it. Yes, I, I don't think you understand how much of a problem. We are in also. That's a <laughs> we we are paying so much money in interest every single month for this. And the things that were done today could have been done the last two weeks or the last month, and they weren't done. These things were each one of these things took one day to do, and they were not done for a month. It was the, the guy coming in today was quick. The concrete was quick. There's no reason it should have been three weeks or from the time, a month from the time we were paid last that this stuff was getting done now, finally. What do you want to do now? Like I said, the, when, when the, we can send money when the stuff, the HVAC systems is in and appliances is oh, in. How, are, how am I going to know you're going to send money? You're not sending $400 for stuff I want to buy for you, but you agreed on the same moment that this is money that you're going to spend. 
What What do you expect me to do? Okay. I don't get it. At any See, point in the, at here. at any point in this pro of this whole project, do you feel like I've been trying to steal money from you? I have not felt like that. Do you think I'm gonna steal four hundred dollars from you? I am. I have reached the limit of this budget to do this because I will be left with nothing compared to the work that was done. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Right. We will also be left with nothing because the house has taken so long and cost so much. And I'm still, and you're still getting paid from it. Like it's not like you're not gonna get paid. We are. The house was supposed to be sold last year. The interest rates already went up, so we're not even gonna sell it for as much as we could before. So now we're losing. We're gonna probably lose money on the sale from having the having the budget go up an extra eighty k almost. So that's where we're coming from on our end, where it's like, okay, we want the house to be done and sold, so we don't have to pay interest no more in this house. We don't have to worry about no more little tiny fixes of $1,000 here, $1,500 here, $1,000 here. We're like, we just want the house to be sold and done. The people can't even come and stage it because the stuff's still in the living room. Can you can you guarantee that stuff could be done by the end of this week? It could have the HVAC could have been done tomorrow. I just can't spend the money out of but my pocket. What, no, what, I, what I'm asking this is what, what I'm at, okay. This is what I'm trying to figure out. If you spend your money to get this stuff done by the end of the week, can it be done? Can it stuff be done this week? The house could be finished by Saturday. The HVAC could have been finished yesterday. Uh, finished tomorrow. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I've had to cancel because I realized I'm out. So like I can't spend this money. The concrete cost a lot of money. The, 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 all the fixes, all this. I spent more than I've imagined on this place. Like we are both spent more than we imagined on this place. Trust me. Exactly. We, we, right. So what I'm trying to figure out is how we can get out of this project and be over and done with the project. 
if you have to spend your money on the HVAC system, we have money to pay for that being put in as well as the appliances. That's what I'm saying when I said that when the house is finished, we can pay for that. Do you, the only the only remainder that may have to wait until the house is sold, maybe like $6,000, maybe something like that. Because once the HVAC is put in and once the uh, appliances are put in, we have money to send when, from when there. When are the appliances being delivered? The refrigerator is already in Philadelphia and the dish, the um, range, whenever it's ready to be put in, we're going to just purchase it and bring it with the refrigerator, whatever day that you guys have scheduled for that. What day this week could it be there? Like I said, whatever day it needs to be. Like I said, for us, it doesn't really matter. So the fridge is already in the storage place in Philadelphia. We would buy it, the stove from Lowe's while we're there in the microwave while we're already in Philadelphia. And we would bring all of it. Well, we would try and bring everything to the property. We would probably need help with the fridge, but we have to figure out a solution for that. But everything else we would bring straight directly to the house. Okay, you, you can bring those items. But okay, so I, you said I could bring them, but I like and bring them to the these, house. These these are things that you you put in place, except for the microwave, and and they're done. Right. My my issue was just the stealing thing. Right, but you have an alarm now. So you're gonna have guys that are gonna put it in? Because we're gonna bring you the microwave to also. Place. The fridge and and the all and the stove are just things that you push into place. It's not something to be installed. Like, but we have to carry the fridge up the stairs into the house. So I guess I could, yeah, I don't, yeah. That's what we'd have to do. So we have to. If you need to me to be there and help put a hand. I'll do it. I have no problem. I'm not trying to put a, a to to. To cause an issue for this to be finished, I am. I would love for this place to be finished. I would. Uh, when you say you're bringing the fridge, I'll make sure I have time and I'll come help you push it in for sure, lift it in, and the stove. There's no problem. All right, so I'll let you know what day we're gonna be. I'll text you what day we're gonna be out there, and then we'll just try and get it. Uh, if, if I make a call right now and see when, what other day this week this HVAC can be installed, can you meet me that day? Because this is it. Like, well, tomorrow the final stuff is being done, the appliances will be put in. I have to replace the faucet in the morning. If it didn't install the downspout, the, the rain leader, I, I'll get it tomorrow when I'm there with the faucet. And this, the list is finished. To finish painting the basement, the concrete is done, the facade is done. You're, you're going to be left with removing stuff off the floor and, and having somebody to clean it up. That's what you're going to be left with. That's it. All right, so then, like I said, yeah, I'll. You think they'll be there? So yeah, I'll just text you when I'm gonna be there for the uh, fridge and stuff. You want to do it on the same day of the HVAC? 
So I can ask them what other day they can do. But the question is, for that day that we're scheduling it, if we're finishing, for example, the rest of the list that you sent today, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say I'm finishing pretty much all of it tomorrow, right? And we have the, the appliances and the HVAC for, say, three days from now. Can you meet me that day when you bring the appliances and bring a check too? Yeah, it's not going to be a big check though. No, it's, it's going to be the six, right? It's, it's maybe, because the thing that's going to happen is they're going to take interest out of the money they give me to pay you. So depending on what day it is specifically, maybe the day that the interest comes out of the money that they are going to give me to fund the loan. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, I'm just not sure where it leaves me. So it's going to probably be somewhere between three and five. If it's five, then it makes, it's, it's, it's okay. Three is it's, it's a little bit problematic. Can you get five? I can't promise five. And and then what? So it's, it's done, everything's finished, and then what? Uh, I mean, like I said, we're two options. We could try and pay you, you know, slowly, or you could take all the lump sum when the house is finished. Not finished, but sold. Okay, we're just gonna have to get some paper that says that this is how it's gonna be done. Yeah, that's fine. That, that's fine with me. Okay. All right. All right, so uh, I'll, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Okay.